Welcome to episode 178 of the Grip Strip Podcast, the front runners edition of the Grip Strip Podcast. My name is Philip Matthew. I'm your host. I'm with my co-host, a computer genius, uh, iRacing Indy 500 champion, a gentleman, a scholar, and one of the biggest fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars. His name is Joshua Fine. What's going on, brother? Hey, doing great, Phil. Of course, uh, glad to be back for another week. Talk about racing and all things that happened this past week and, you know, ready to get into it. Yeah, we're definitely busy weekend last weekend and going into this weekend itself. Uh, Indy cars were at Toronto, saw Christian Lundgaard get his first career win. Um, NASCAR Cup Series was rained out to Monday, but Martin Truex Jr. at one of his 18 home tracks finally won uh one there uh, for the first time in a cup car uh, i mean what was not a bad race behind him really to be fair um then john hunter nemechek got a second consecutive win really wasn't much of a battle for him the roundup pretty busy we'll talk about srx formula e world superbikes nhra uh, on starting their western swing fia formula 2 formula 3 wrc indy next and imsa gtd uh going on this saturday at lime rock uh we'll spend probably about five minutes previewing the hungarian grand prix and then spend a little more time uh previewing the high v iowa double header it's hard to make a overall pick because it's two different races but we'll see what happens with that and uh make our and preview and make picks for pocono raceway this weekend which um, I'm actually going to be able to go for the first time in four years. I'll actually be going to a race, so that'll actually be cool. Be going with people that uh, haven't ever been before, so it'll be even more, it'll be even better. And for once, the weather actually is cooperating. So um, as of now, you know, knock on that. Um, Friday's probably going to get rained out, so everything that's supposed to be done on Friday is going to get moved. Uh, but Saturday should be good, and Sunday looks all right. Josh will let us know all things going on in the world of iRacing and gaming in his sim segment, and we'll call it a day. Uh, first, let's get into the Honda Grand Prix of Toronto, which saw Christian Lundgaard go and win his first career IndyCar race, first win for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan racing since the 2020 Indianapolis 500 uh, when Takuma Sato was around. And, um, and also was uh, a great deal for Lingard. His best friend was there, pretty emotional, uh, leading into his main sponsor's race this coming weekend. So great timing there. He had to make a pass on the probably de facto IndyCar champion for 2023 in in uh, Alex Pillow, who had broken his wing in an incident with Elio Castro-Neves and Kyle Kirkwood, uh, but still was able to... Uh, hold on mainly because of the wrap on the car christian lingard ended up winning the race by 11.78 seconds over Pillow. colton herda finished third 15 just over 15 seconds behind scott dixon joseph newgarden round out the top five uh, scott mclaughlin was sixth marcus armstrong seventh paddle award green rehaul from dead last to ninth and Felix Rosenquist rounded out the top 10. There are 15 cars on the lead lap. Um, there are four cars that were taking out, taken out, or five, essentially, in the in a first lap incident. You know, 
Jack Harvey, Tom Blomquist, Brian Hunteray, Benjamin Peterson, and Devlin DeFrancesco all basically were affected by that. Um, and Blomquist has one of the shortest uh, debuts in the history of IndyCar racing. I think 900 meters or something was his total debut. Uh, I forget who it was that there there used to be. They would talk about somebody in Formula One going back in the early 90s that his debut lasted only a few hundred meters. So pretty bad for Blumquist, but I think he's going to be able to get longer distance uh, next year when he jumps in to one of those uh, Meyer Shank cars. But Lundgaard was up there all weekend. He got the pole. A uh, big deal for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, considering how bad they've been at times this year, especially on ovals, and then in general, how far off they've been um, for a few years. Um, Graham hasn't won a race since 2017. Um, of course, Sato came in and won a couple of races for them, uh, three races, I think, for them when he was driving for the team, one at Portland, one at Gateway on strategy and then won the indianapolis 500 heads up against scott dixon uh but it's been uh hasn't been great ever since uh sato left and um in turn it's been a a rough time for them to go and make things happen but in this weekend at a track where bob ray hall won the original uh first race at toronto back in 1986 um bringing it back old school christian lundgaard goes and shaves his mustache and gets his first career win, Josh. It was pretty dominant, I got to say. I mean, it was a solid race, to be fair, and a lot of strategy and stuff going on, but he was a he was a cut above on sun, uh, Sunday and over the entire weekend. Yeah, I mean, for Christian Lungard, very convincing win, uh, first career win in IndyCar, of course, and um, also, you know, for Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing, you know, like you said, their first victory since 2017 or 2020. Actually, they won the Indy 500, of course, with um, Takuma Sato back then. But you know, they had a lot of struggles since then, um, and of course, their struggles. Of course, I think this year probably culminated in Graham Rahal failing to qualify for the Indy 500 initially. So um, they've been pretty good since then. They've uh, began to. Uh, get better in pace and we've seen some better runs from them uh the last couple of races since that uh effort that they had at indianapolis so um now lungard goes out dominates the whole weekend uh and goes out and shaves his mustache finally so um we've seen what he could do in the past you know he had a great debut qualifying effort back in 2021 his first career race uh in uh indycar um so we know what his talent is here um and now finally showing uh the fruits of that and now finally winning an indycar race so um yeah very convincing win of course 11 seconds over alex polo um of course polo continuing to lead the championship and now his win streak broken um but um he's still finished second so um if he couldn't win seconds the best thing uh next best thing there and added seven points to his championship lead so not quite as much but definitely enough to um continue to add to the lead as they go into uh iowa next week so um yeah this was a pretty interesting race you know from a strategy standpoint we, you know we saw uh the strategy take place you know between uh lungard polo mclaughlin dixon all kind of trading points uh you know during during that sequence, we saw McLaughlin lead a handful of laps on an alternate strategy uh, to try to make it to the end. Uh, Lungard, you know, on his strategy, um, being able to make it to the finish. And then, of course, Pillow, um 
was kind of on that same strategy too, and hopefully, you know, was hoping to make it to the finish, and then of course ran into the uh, damage with his wing the last handful laps there, and somehow still managed to finish second. So um, tells you how good Alex Blow is when uh, he has uh, downforce issues with a uh, twisted wing on the front, being able to wheel that thing into second place uh, at the end. So yeah, I mean, a fairly yeah fairly strategic race here. I mean, we did add the uh, pile up. Uh, to start off the race, but you know, other than that, um, yeah, pretty pretty straightforward race here at uh, Toronto this past weekend. Yeah, and more passing and passing at places where we usually don't see uh, overtakes at Toronto. Not just turn three, but at turn four, and um, even in some cases turn one. Um, Ray Hall, give credit to Ray Hall for putting the car in reverse, keeping the thing running, and going through the Princess Gate to get around the wreck to keep himself on the lead lap. And that helped his day. Augustin Canapino uh, gets a 12th place finish. Uh, teammate, of course, uh, is Callum Eilat, and he had issues late in the race, but they were running up front. They were running together, basically. So uh, credit to him, the rookie, and trying to keep it close with Marcus Armstrong, who's not running the ovals. Uh, you look at Kyle Kirkwood. He got. He had a. He had avoidable contact with Elio Castro Dash Neves, and that basically ruined his race because he was in a position based on when he pitted that he could have gotten out in front of Lundgaard, could have gotten out in front of uh, McLaughlin because all three of them were on different strategies, and um, basically par for the course with Andretti Autosport if they're not like stepping themselves in pit road the driver's doing it if it's not the driver or the team or a mechanical or they crash like roman grosjean does every week um but then that's roman grosjean um i think he's it's a good thing he has a lamborghini contract because he sure as hell isn't gonna have an indy car ride next year um i mean you look at some of these guys you got paddle award who started third but ends up finishing eighth yeah, Rosenquist. Those two guys are fast all weekend. The Andretti Autosport cars with Herta, Kirkwood were were fast. For Grosjean, they were all fast, but they weren't able to pay it off. And then you look at these. You look at Polo coming from fifteenth, didn't even make it out of out of Q one. And and I mean, Newgarden barely made it into Q two. And then I mean, McLaughlin. If there's one person other than then Kirkwood, that probably feels aggrieved at Scott McLaughlin because their pitch strategy was not good. Um, he didn't come in with Lundgaard. If he had, then there might have been a little more of a battle because they were keeping each other pretty honest. Granted, Lundgaard, I think, had him. But uh, you live and you learn. Two oval races coming up here this weekend at Iowa Speedway. Total of uh, 550 laps around the seven-eighths mile oval that is uh, Iowa Speedway, basically the high V market. Um, they redid the whole entire place, really, with the all the stands and stuff. Um, Alex Pillow leads by 117 points over his teammate Scott Dixon. Dixon has a nine-point lead on Joseph Newgarden, the Indianapolis 500 champion. Um, Dixon has a 25-point lead on Marcus Erickson, who won course at St. Pete to start the year. Pat awards a point behind Erickson. McLaughlin is at 258, so he's 42 points behind Dixon. Um, I'm not even bothering to count. We know that he's way behind 
Garoppolo. Lingard now is in the mix. He's gotten up to seventh in points. Um, top ten's pretty solid. Just, uh, it doesn't, unless some weird stuff happens, if Kirkwood maybe wins another race, or by some chance Rosenquist wins, then there might be some adjustments. But really, the top ten looks like what it's going to be. Uh, there might be some shuffling within that, because from... from uh, sixth on through 10th is only 28 points so we'll see what happens two races and it's on a short oval so um and it's a key time in the indycar season for sure for to go and try to make something happen get yourself in the mix to try and win uh win this championship or put yourself in a position to win the championship which i mean to be completely honest Polo has basically got one hand on it. Uh, Lungard dominated. McLaughlin was the other ma- major leader, and that was it. Um, I mean, that was um, that was basically where it was at. Pit stop sequences saw Dixon and Erickson lead, but otherwise it was Hirsch um, and Lungard's weekend. And uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they can do on an oval this weekend. Um, but it's more about, I think they're, they're holding out for after Iowa, uh, the next two races after that and three or four of the last five races, which will be, um, all either street or road, road courses. So opportunities for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan to add to their win total at that point. We'll move on to the cup series or, I mean, I'll just make one like little one piece there. I think uh, what was his name uh, Pruitt put out that uh, that um, Linus Lundquist, the defending Indy Lights or Indy NXT champion, uh, is gonna make his debut. Uh, doesn't say which team, but probably. I mean, I would assume that. If we're looking at the opportunities for him, it's probably Ed Carpenter. Maybe Ray Hall puts out a fourth car. Maybe, but I don't think so. They're not good enough to really be doing that. Um, possibility of Ganassi with the oval, but I think they already, well, Sato has a contract, so it can't be there. I don't think Andretti's going to extend, overextend themselves. I know it's just basically a tryout to see if we can get an Andretti ride, um, which he'd look pretty good in DHL colors, I would think. Um Dale Coyne, of course, needs to look for two drivers, so um, he would be one that they'd have to find funding, and they have the funding from on the Rick Ware side, so he'd be a good signing. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, really, I don't. It's either Ed Carpenter or Dale Coyne that I think would have that opportunity for Linus Lundquist, um, at least two races. And um, probably three, he says, based on the report. The other bit of news uh, coming out here is that uh, uh, Simon Pagino still isn't, uh, hasn't gotten over concussion, his concussion at Mid Ohio after that huge wreck, um, which is a disturbing sign. It's kind of ironic you're going to Pocono. Last year at Pocono was essentially the crash that probably ended Kurt Busch's career in qualifying, um, you know, and probably, and that set set a bunch of things in motion, which included bringing Tyler Reddick over a year early to drive the 45 car. But Scott, uh, 
Simon Paginot having that concussion protocol, not being able to get back in the car. He will have a couple of weeks to uh, give himself some more rest so that he can um, be ready for the race at Nashville. So hopefully he'll be all right thinking of him. Hopefully he'll be okay. And he obviously has options in sports cars with Honda. I mean, Wayne Taylor Andretti is going to run a second uh, Acura car next year. MSR likely is going to both of I mean, Colin Braun might stay, so I would hope he does. But then they need another driver. Pagano would probably be a great fit there. Um, so we'll see what happens with that um, as we go along. The Crayon 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway saw that Truax kid from Mayetta, New Jersey, uh, get his first career win at New Hampshire in a cup car. He had never won there before somehow. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when it was raining and they started the race and he crashed in turn one with Kyle Busch. That was pretty stupid. It wasn't their fault, but it was just similar to what the great Brian Barnhart did, uh, the double birds from willpower and all. And it also happened in New Hampshire. Truex absolutely destroyed everybody. Um, the next closest leader in terms of laps led, he led 254 of the races, 301 laps. The next closest driver was Austin Dillon, who was on an alternative strategy and somehow or another made it work and got up to ninth, which probably was one of his best finishes, not his best finish the whole entire freaking year. Harvick led 10 laps. Um, Will Byron led nine. Um, Aurelio's Truex, uh, Blaney, I think, had the second-best car. You could make an argument also for Christopher Bell, but they uh, really effed things up you know, in terms of strategies and stuff, and it really, from that moment on, it never it went sideways and kept on going downhill for Bell at one of his best racetracks. So a lost opportunity there for the 20 car. Kyle Busch was completely out to lunch the whole entire weekend. He wrecked in, they made the comment on, on Sirius radio earlier that I think he wrecked in every, every day he wrecked in, <laughs> in that car. Like he wrecked or every session, like he wrecked in practice, he wrecked in qualifying and then he wrecked in the race. So uh, definitely a write-off weekend for Kyle Busch. It's a good thing you have three wins there. I'll go into the results, of course. Truex wins over Joey Logano, a two-time winner at New Hampshire, trying for his third. Kyle Larson, third. Kevin Harvick, fourth. Um, had a slow pit stop, his last pit stop, and he wasn't happy about it. Not like they were going to win the race, but I think, you know, give Harvick track position, you never know. Brad Keselowski, top five, one of his better racetracks. Uh, Tyler Reddick, sixth. Dennis Hamlin, seventh. Darrell Wallace Jr., eighth. So a whole um, 23-11 sandwich there. Dylan and then Chase Briscoe's first top 10 since Talladega in April. Tells you how bad that team has been. But he got track position. Richard Boswell put two tires on him. One of them cautions got him up there. Car was racy. They had good cars. I mean, Eric Almarola was leading the race. And Blickensdurfer told him that the lugs, all the lugs were tight. And he goes into one and two, and the right rear wheel falls off, and he hits the fence. So, I, I mean, come on now. That's, that's really bad. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm no fan of Eric Almarola, but... 
the guy, this is one of his better racetracks. He needs a win to get in. You can't have that um, in these situations. And Blickensdurfer has kind of had this his entire career. I mean, his pit crew failed miserably, and then they didn't admit it. They could have saved his car, and he could have gotten a finish out of it. Going and wrecking and finishing 34th does nothing for him. I mean, granted, at this point, where all the Stuart Oscars are sans Harvick, you're going to have to win. Um, another person that I think is going to have to win is William Clyde Elliott II. He, he ended up 12th, but got no stage points. Supposedly from, I think Larry Mack said that on Sirius Radio earlier. Or one of, he's on that Chase Elliott, or it may have been uh, John Roberts, which I one of them, that he's only scored stage points in four races this year that he's run. William Clyde Elliott II. So this has been an off year. Before you take into account the injury, getting suspended for a race, for hooking Hamlin at the 600, it's definitely not the Chase Elliott that people are used to being a contender, uh, final four, final eight contender as he has been over the last few years. Um, Hendrick Motorsports is scuffling a little bit, but this is not one of their best racetracks, and they're probably really glad that they don't have New Hampshire in the playoff anymore because it would have exposed them a bit more. But Truex goes out there, third win of 2023, and after a year where he missed the playoffs, finished 17th in points, the possibility and likelihood it seems like he's going to be quitting if he can put it all together at the end of this year. Um, big deal for him to get this win at one of his 18 home tracks, Josh. Yeah, I mean... This is definitely one of Martin Truex Jr.'s actual home tracks. I mean, his other one's uh, Dover, but first cup start here. Um, I think his family also has a lot of history here. So, or well, not first cup start, but first debut in cup replacing Dale Jr. in 2004. Um, but, um, you know, it's been, been a long career since then for him uh, in the cup series. But Truex now dominating, finally winning for the first time here at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So, um, yeah, just a thoroughly convincing performance from him. And, um, you know, uh, when you, every time we think of the 19, like not being a contender, really, they end up coming out and dominating the race and being, being a, a contender for this championship, um, uh, quietly, uh, a contender now for the title. I mean, now he's assumed the points lead, um, so over William Byron. And so, uh, you know, he has a good shot to maintain that now going into the summer stretch before the playoffs. So we'll see if he's able to keep that spot and hold it, you know, atop the standings, um, which I mean, we have a lot, lot of opportunities for drivers to get in via wins, um, have a lot of opportunities for drivers to make mistakes and fall out of contention on points. So there'll be a lot to see uh, here in this, but yeah, Truex um, getting his third win this season. So, uh, you know, we think of him, uh, as a contender now, I think it's safe to say he's solidly locked in. So I expect to him, see him maybe in the final four at the end of the year uh, after missing playoffs last year. So that should be interesting. Um, I think we also have to, you know, talk about some of the other guys like, uh, you know, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, you know, they haven't had a good stretch of races here uh, since gateway. Really. They've been kind of off the, off the mark. You know, they had a good set of races, um, leading up to that race, uh, where, you know, Bubba Wallace is getting, uh, 
couple of top tens in a row. Tyler Reddick uh, had a handful of good races, but since uh, Gateway, you know, they both crashed out of that one, and they really have been kind of off the map. They kind of kind of disappeared, and now finally uh, their first top ten finish, I think, for both of them since Charlotte. So, um, yeah, good result, good recovery for them. They've uh, kind of been off uh, since that, you know, Coke 600. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if, um, you know, they can turn it around here with the stretch of races that we have coming up. Um, maybe the speed for Toyota as a whole, you know, Joe Gibbs racing has been pretty good rate recently, especially Truex and I think Hamlin. So we'll see if um, that kind of goes back into 2311's favor um, here. Maybe Bo Wallace get a win here soon to get him into the playoffs and lock him in. He's, you know, tight on points uh, sitting in 15th uh, for his first, playoff appearance so uh we'll see what what happens there um of course you mentioned chase briscoe but let you know let's also talk about uh eric jones you know he hasn't been anywhere this season um been completely out to lunch with um uh legacy motor club but you know finally getting a i mean he's on a top 10 but um probably one of his better races this year and They've quietly been doing better. Uh, you know, they got an eighth at Nashville, sixteenth at Chicago, and then eleventh last week at Atlanta. Another eleventh here at Loudon. So maybe quietly beginning to um, you know turn around here uh, and getting better finishes, despite them being down on the totem pole at Chevrolet, moving to Toyota next year. So uh, we'll see how that uh, takes place uh, there. And then of course Austin Dillon. You know, he's been out to lunch this year as well uh, with. Uh, teammate Kyle Busch uh, with his domination that he's had this year. And of course, I think he also had to factor in his penalty that he got at Martinsville uh, into the standings. But um, I mean, he is results wise kind of having a typical year, one top five, uh, five top tens. So kind of a typical year for him, but yeah, at the same time, you know, he's not doing great uh, standings wise uh, because of that, you know, because of that penalty in fact. So, uh, you know, we'll see it. He's, one spot in the top 30 could be a wild card driver, especially at uh, super speedway or something like that. Like we saw last year, uh, Daytona. So, um, yeah, a lot of these drivers that we don't only see, you know, end up getting top tens or, uh, right around that range. Uh, yeah, I do agree with you with Chase Elliott. I think it's time for him to finally get a win. It's got a lot of opportunities. Of course, We've got a ton of road courses left here. A um, couple of uh, big tracks as well, Michigan, Pocono, Daytona uh, coming up as well. So we'll see if he's able to get a win here. I mean, he's got to gotta have something to be able to make the playoffs or else he's in jeopardy of uh, missing it after basically uh, having three straight uh, Final Four appearances. Uh, since then, of course, injury and the suspension don't help, but they've really been off the pace this year. So uh, we'll see if um, they're able to turn it around the next coming weeks but um yeah as we continue to go throughout the summer uh here you know now getting to the kind of the point in the season where we have a lot of variation in track type on the schedule and uh produces a lot of uh surprise winners here so we'll see you know as we get to daytona coming up the end of august here which is not that far away about a month and a uh, change or month and two weeks so we'll see we'll see what happens here but yeah, a lot of a lot of things happening here um, in in the meat of the standings. As you know, we have one guy maybe asserting himself at the top with Martin Truex there. Yeah, so uh, Truex has a seventeen point lead in the overall points for the twenty five point bonus, but you have 
six races to go. Josh mentioned it. I mean, you have Pocono and Michigan, which are two big tracks. You have Richmond, short track, and there's been questionable, you know, results with Richmond or with the short track package. But when you look at the racing they had at New Hampshire behind Martin Truex Jr., they're able to run multiple grooves. I've never seen cars go across that far and wide at New Hampshire um, outside of modifieds, of course. Uh, Jensen or Justin Bonsignor getting that modified victory there on Saturday night or Saturday evening. Um, that was a good race, but they're always a good race at New Hampshire. And a few weeks ago, they were here at Wall Stadium, where, of course, Truex uh, applied his trade as a young guy. Um, I mean, then you have two road courses and then Daytona, which, I mean, we remember last year they let they didn't bother to um, throw a caution when it was raining, let everybody go in a corner and wreck 20 cars, and the guy that was 21st or 22nd or whatever the hell he was uh, ended up making the playoffs. And um, Brian Blaney was the only driver on points, and he knocked out Martin Truex by like a handful of points, and Blaney had wrecked his car. His car was destroyed. So, I mean, six races to go. A lot can happen. The points, as we have them right now, going into Pocono, um, I'll bring up the whatever playoff standing itself 11 drivers right now in with a win um hasn't changed uh you have uh what is it mark or kevin harvick is the leading driver without a win uh he's uh, got a 29 point lead on brad keselowski chris busher is uh 11 points behind his uh car owner and teammate those three guys seem to be in a pretty good position unless some weird stuff starts happening. Um, I mean, they've all run pretty solid, not solid yet unspectacular for all those three Ford drivers. Um, Bubba's plus two to the cut line, or plus, yeah, he's plus two over Daniel Suarez, and Michael McDowell is one point ahead of Daniel Suarez. Um the Travis Mack tried to run fuel strategy and run long, hoping for a caution, and it didn't happen. Uh, Might have lost some points in the process doing that, but um, Suarez is in the mix there. You have AJ Allmendinger is 20 points behind McDowell, and then Keebler Gibbs 41, Alex Bowman 42. Bowman has won at Pocono before, he's won at Richmond before. So something to look at. Um, of course, Clyde won at Pocono last year, um, and he's done well at some of. Of course, he's done well at uh, um, Watkins Glen. So those are two places I think uh, to look at for both uh, Hendrick Motorsports guys. And I mean, right now, points wise for Clyde, it's going to be very hard. Uh, he's what is it? So it's, we got twenty eight plus, yeah. Or, yeah, like 60 points, 50-something points, 58, something like that, uh, whatever. And, uh, you know, over the next six races, having to gain 10 points on Michael McDowell seems like it's possible, but you need to be gaining stage points to make it easier on yourself, and they haven't been running good enough to get stage points for whatever reason. So something to look at, and we'll get into it in more detail uh, later on. Uh, before we move forward, of course, 
There's a couple other announcements. Ryan Vargas is going to be the director of team and driver development at 3F Racing, which is, um, I think, a European-based team. And they've been talking about coming over here and doing stuff that's been rumored for a while. I think they were trying to bring Tarso Marquez to cup a while back i've i mean it's they've been like talking about coming along and being in this series for for i don't know how many for a, a while yeah dennis hurts yeah plan to looking to enter nascar and then three minutes and two well, of course will be an option experienced drivers he um oh so that it's a different one and then they still talked about it. They got it back. Okay. So, yeah. So that's, uh, I, I thought that was a Tarso Marquez ride at somebody else. But Ryan Vargas uh, getting an opportunity possibly to get in a cup uh, uh, later on this year, uh, maybe. And then uh, Brody Kostecki, the Australian V8 Supercars driver for Erebus Coca-Cola Racing, uh, running ahead of of uh, Shane Van Gisbergen in, in points this year uh, is going to make his Cup Series debut at Indianapolis uh, for in a fourth RCR car and open car. Uh, same time that uh, Kamui Kobayashi is going to make his Cup debut for uh, 2311 in their 67 car. So stack lineup, stack grid uh, at uh, Indianapolis, which is uh, still like a month away. So it's pretty crazy. That's going to be one to watch. Uh, getting the Xfinity, there really isn't a lot there. Uh, and better health, 200. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek with his second consecutive win now has taken over uh, the the overall. I mean, he has a regular season points lead, but he also has more wins than uh, uh, Austin Hill. 33-point lead overall in the standings and one more win, six playoff, more playoff points uh, for him in that right now. John Hunter, it was a clinic for him as well. Uh, Justin Allgaier led the second most lap. Sammy Smith, uh, Hunter, John Hunter Nemechek's teammate, finished, uh, was up there as well. And Chandler Smith, who started on pole. So John Hunter Nemechek, Chandler Smith, Austin Hill, Daniel Hemrick, Sammy Smith, top five. Justin Allgaier, Jeb Burton, Josh Williams with another top ten uh, after having one at Atlanta. Brett Moffitt and Mason Massey in the 0-8 uh, gets a top ten finish from 33rd. Kaz Grala in a backup car, a road course car, uh, a really old piece from what Sam Hunt said. Got a 13th place finish, so credit to him on that. Um, trying to look at where, yeah, Ryan C got wrecked early in the race. It was a pretty bad weekend after his brakes failed. Uh, wrecked with Anthony Alfredo and Parker Kligerman. Parker Retzloff, who I think you picked Josh as your wild card pick, was running pretty good most of the weekend and then got taken out. Um, had an issue there late, unfortunately, but he ran better than where he ended up finishing, got second in the second stage. So unfortunate for him. He's picking, he's getting better week by week. And so it's good to see. But yeah, I mean, you got some of these uh, guys that are battling for a playoff position. I mean, you got, I'm trying to see, you got Jeb Burton is still outside of the top 12. So, uh, in in overall points but 
He, um, the, so yeah, Riley Herbst. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, John Hunter didn't win a stage, but he was the dominant figure in this race. Sammy Smith and Allgaier won the stages, but in the end, it's a Gibbs racetrack. It was a Gibbs kind of weekend at New Hampshire for John Hunter. And, um, considering, what may be going on with the 19, we might be looking at the next driver of the 19 car if things kind of go a certain way. But I think he kind of wants to get some hardware and be like his father and win a Xfinity Series championship first. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely agree with that. John Hunter is definitely making a case for himself to be a championship driver this year in the Xfinity Series. Um, a couple of years ago, of course, uh, had an opportunity to win the Truck Series Championship, but came up short there. Uh, but now in Xfinity for uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. So uh, we'll see if he's able to come up with something now and come up with the win uh, uh, here well, in the championship. So now first time back-to-back wins. So, yeah, definitely a dominating performance there. Uh, Chandler Smith, who I, I think, yeah, I picked as my winner, uh, ended up finishing second, but he qualified on pole. So uh, pretty good effort from there for the rookie driver. Sammy Smith also a good effort there and led led a couple laps and won the stage, like you said. Uh, Allgaier, I mean, he did pretty good. I mean, it's another solid top 10 finish uh, there. But, you know, I think – John Hunter winning all the races, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna get more difficult for, uh, you know, contenders like, uh, Algar to try to get up in the standings to, you know, overtake, uh, for the regular season championship. So, uh, you know, he's third in the championship, but still falling behind with every win that, uh, John Hunter gets. So, uh, yeah, I mean, still solid top 10 finish there. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, not a lot really happened this race. I mean, a little bit disappointed in Josh Berry's efforts there, going from third to seventeenth uh, there at the end. Uh, but uh, I think there was a little bit of a drama, of course, at the end. Sheldon Creed, Cole Custer getting into it, uh, and then uh, you know ruining both of their races and finishing in twenty second and twenty or yeah twenty first and twenty second. So yeah, unfortunate for them there, uh, getting together uh, on the final lap. So uh, yeah. I think they both kind of had a disagreement there, but you know they seems like they'll be able to move on from it. But um, yeah, the this race, yeah, pretty short. Um, I mean, still 10, 10 cautions for you know various reasons, including the stage. So uh, definitely a lot of small incidents that happened uh, throughout the race. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, John Hernandez, you know, continuing to dominate this series and you know showing why he's probably going to be the champion at the end of the year. You know, as long as things go right for him uh, at Phoenix on like what they did in the truck series a few years ago. Yeah, definitely. He wants to be able to close the deal. His dad, of course, winning the Bush series title in 92 over the defending series champion, Bobby Labonte and Kenny Wallace, Kenny Wallace coming off of a year, the year before where he thought he was going to win the championship and then he kind of got away from him and Bobby Labonte was able to sneak by. So those are all names you've got. I mean, Kenny Wallace, we're going to talk about him because he's going to be running at Stafford this Thursday. See, he'll be the first father and son to ever win a championship, uh, the same championship. Because, I mean, Larry Pearson won the Bush Series championship, but he didn't win a cup one. And Dale Jr. never won a cup title, but he won the Xfinity title. Um, so there's no, there hasn't been a situation like that. So that'd be a good story. Um, brought up the points briefly. I'll get back into it. I, I mean, right now, seven winners, Josh Berry plus 105, Hemrick, Mayer, Sheldon Creed. Uh, Creed has got plus 45, which isn't 
uh, great, which isn't amazing. Um, Herbst is plus 18 on Kligerman. Uh, Brett Moffitt's minus 42 off the cutoff, and Brockshot Jones is minus 60. So pretty embarrassing for that team. I mean, JRM has been off all year, but Brockshot Jones showing up and driving the nine car and not making the playoffs would be pretty bad. Um, and it's lining up that way. But the one thing that's in his favor is we still got we still have eight races to go before their playoffs start. And uh, they got, what, three road courses. You have a couple of, you have a cookie cutter at Kansas. You have Michigan, Pocono, and Darlington, which are all unique ov- unique uh, uh, ovals or triangles or whatever, uh, ones you turn left on. So um, not opportunity. And then, of course, there's Daytona. So we'll see what happens with that. Okay. Okay, so got all that done. Start with the SRX series. Uh, came back for the first time uh, in 2023 at Stafford uh, Speedway, and uh, they were they were running in the lightning basically, and uh, it was a crazy situation there. They ended up getting rained out um, at the. Uh, in the end, in the main event, the first, uh, trying to bring it up here, you know, bring that, the, um, in Heat 1, Den- Denny Hamlin won over, uh, Paul Tracy, Marco Andretti, Bobby Labonte, and Tony Kanaan, uh, Tony Stewart finished 6th, and, uh, Race 2, No Neck won over Clint Boyer, Brad Keselowski, Harvick, Tracy, and Stewart, and then in the uh, main event, Hamlin beat Newman, who was trying to go for two in a row at uh, Stafford. Clint Boyer, Tracy, um, Haley Deegan, and Marco Andretti, the defending uh, champion of the series. Tony had motor issues and finished 11th. Uh, Harv had some sort of mechanical, or I think he hit the wall or some crap. There was some sort of issue for his car, and he had to park. So, unfortunate end for him. And um, the points going in a Thursday night second race at Stafford since they had to uh, move the race from uh, um, Thunder Road in Vermont because of the state of emergency. Um, so unfortunate for them. Hopefully, you know, thinking of those the the people uh, of Vermont trying to go and recover. A lot of flooding, a lot of insane weather. It's been going on recently for sure. Newman a point ahead of Tracy and uh plus 10 on marco andretti and then there's a little bit more separation right now tony is uh last amongst the eight regulars that are going to be in the field but it's only the separation between himself and uh newman is 20 points but his separation to his buddy marco is only 10 points so if he can go and have a decent race on thursday night he can get himself right back into the mix um the entry list uh have to go over here yeah sr yeah srx ryan priest yeah so ryan priest will be in the srx race uh this week for um and which is one of his uh basically a, a legitimate home track for him uh so and he's raced He's won there nine times, so there you go. 25 top 10s and six poles at the track, so there you go. 
Ryan Priest as thirteenth entrant. So the that'll I mentioned Herminator Kenny Wallace will be in the race. Daniel Suarez making his SRX debut. So also is Kenny Wallace Priest. Uh, Biffle bringing out his uh, famous number sixty nine for the 69. first time. Sixty <laughs> nine and um, Antoine Canon. So there'll be thirteen drivers. Um, this week in um, SRX. Uh, Formula E, the Rome e Prix, a lot of craziness went on. There was a huge wreck in um, race one. Sam Bird wrecked on basically the fastest part of the racetrack, and in turn, there was a plenty of carnage that took place after that. Um, pretty ugly situation, to be fair, and um, unfortunate for... For him and unfortunate for everybody that was involved, uh, that got involved in that accident. Going into the last uh, race races of the year, they're going to go to the London E-Pre here for the last um, two races of the year. And that'll be next, we'll talk about it next week. Um, Jake Dennis ended up benefiting the t- two guys behind him. Uh, scored no points in race two. He wins the race, so he now has a 24-point lead on Nick Cassidy. Mitch Evans, it's 44 points, and then 49 points to Pascal Verline, and that's essentially where it's at. I, I mean, I think the maximum you can score in a race is 29, so I think 58. So, yeah, those are the four guys that can still contend for this championship. Um, in race one... Just go into the results just over uh, the results. Okay, that's what I wanted to do race 13. We'll do that first. In um, race 13, uh, Mitch Evans won over Nick Cassidy and Max Gunther. Uh, so Jaguar in Vision, which is powered by Jaguar, and in Maserati. Jake Dennis was fourth, John Eric Vern fifth. Uh, in the second race, Jake Dennis over Norman Natto and Sam Bird. So Avalanche Andretti with Porsche Power, Nissan and Jaguar, Eduardo Motara and Sebastian Buemi rounding out the top five. Mentioned the points there. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be hard to beat Jake Dennis if he can get good qualifying run and stay up there and basically be on the bumper of both of those uh, guys uh, that are right there. and. Uh, in um, Cassidy and Evans, the two um, Kiwis there uh, running in the uh, Formula E series. In World Superbikes, it was a weekend to forget for uh, Alvaro Bautista. Uh, for once, he didn't actually win. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, Toprak Raskat Lioku uh, ended up getting a couple of wins in the Super Bowl in race two, um, Bautista crashed in race two, so gave up a lot of points. Um, Bautista won race one over Toprak, Raskadlioku, and Johnny Ray. Race two was Raskadlioku, Axel Bassani, and Johnny Ray. In the Super Bowl race, Raskadlioku over Bautista and Andrea Locatelli, so the top three guys in points. Um, Toprak, Raskadlioku, 70 points behind Bautista right now. Um, then the battle for third is only seven points between Locatelli and Ray. Axel Bassani's kind of in his own world. Um, Michael Ruben Rinaldi and Danilo Petrucci are only separated by 12 points. Uh, Alex Lowe's, Dominic Argerter, 
and Javi Vieje round out the top 10. Uh, Garrett Gerloff right now in 14th, five points behind Iker Lakwona and uh, what is it, 12 behind Remy Gardner as they move to their next round, which will be in the Czech Republic at the end end of the month. So we'll preview that. And then there will be a month break between uh, the Czech uh, round of the World Superbike Championship and then the uh, French uh, the race at Manny Core. Okay, they'll get into the NHRA Mile High Nationals. The last time they'll be racing at uh, Bandemir Speedway for the NHRA, unfortunately. Another racetrack closing, which is disappointing, to say the least. Um, you got Mountain Motor Pro Stock. wonder what kind of car he drove. Uh, he's probably driving a Chevy. What a shocker. And he beat Eric Enders, so that's good. That's a good thing when Eric Anders loses. Um, the uh, results at the Dodge Power Brokers Mile High Nationals will get into uh, in top fuel was Clay Milliken. He's only won eight rounds all year. Um, those are the two wins he's had this year. Otherwise, he's been knocked out in the first round of every other race. Matt Hagen gets another victory on the mountain for Dodge at the uh, the one of their sponsored races. Troy Coughlin Jr. gets the win in pro stock, and Gage Herrera, after a couple of off races, gets back to what he was doing at the start of the year, which is winning and dominating. Um, in the Too Fast, Too Tasty event, uh, Justin Ashley won in top fuel. Matt Hagen won in uh, funny car, so he gets a double, and so does Troy Coughlin Jr. Matt Smith won in pro stock motorcycle. So... Um, Detailed results or ladder ladders there for top uh, top fuel. Um, Clay Milliken ended up beating Doug Coletta in the final. There, uh, Milliken beat Coletta's teammate Sean Langdon to get to the final. Coletta beat Steve Torrance um, in the semifinal. Um, Brittany Force ended up smoking the tires and losing to number sixteen qualifier Rob Passy and. Uh, then Rob Passy got baptized, even though Sean Langdon was dead late, um, got outrun by, um, or outran Passy to get into the semifinals. Uh, funny car, Matt Hagen gets the win. He got a second round bye after beating Chris King, who didn't even run, it looks like. So he basically got two bye runs into the semifinals, had to run and treed caps by 800. Eight hundredths, and that was the difference because he ran a slower, both elapsed time and speed run there, and then he pretty much made up for it in the final because Alexis DeJoria was dead late, uh, was an hour late on her tree, and uh, gets the victory. Uh, she got in over J.R. Todd in the semifinal, uh, so she was her her lights were not good the whole entire day. Her lights were really bad. And uh, she got away with it in in the first three rounds, and uh, Jeff definitely didn't in the final. Pro stock, pro stock car. Troy Coughlin Jr. gets the victory over Dallas Glenn, who's been one of the dominant figures, of course, this year in the pro stock category. Coughlin beat his teammate Erica Enders in the semifinals. Camry Caruso lost to her teammate Dallas Glenn in the semifinals. So it was. Um, it was elite versus KB Titan. Elite gets the 
victory there. Enders had low ET and best uh, reaction time, but top speed went to Troy Coughlin Jr. The last one we'll get into, Pro Stock Motorcycle, of course, mentioned Gage Herrera. He's having a great rookie year, probably has already won the AAA Road to the Future award. Um, Angie Smith red lit in the final, trying to get him on the tree. Uh, Gage Herrera with a good light and uh, gets the win. Um, Hector Arana had mechanical problems in the semifinals. I think if he had gotten into the final, it might have been a much better race. Um than what he would have, what he ended up having with uh, heck, with uh, Angie Smith. Gage Herrera ended up um, coming from behind to beat Chase Van Zant in the semifinals. He also beat Matt Smith in the second round. So, uh, good job by Herrera to go and make up for some of the issues he's had uh, this season or recently on the tree. Justin Ashley is leading the top field points by 54 over Steve Torrance, 105 over Leah Pruitt, 126 over Brittany Forrest, and 139 over Austin Prock. Clay Milliken, with his victory, uh, gets himself into the 10th position, 20 points ahead of Sean Langdon. And then you have uh, Tony Schumacher rounding out the rear of the people that has run every week. So 12 cars are going to make the top fuel playoff. Um, Matt Hagen, 45 points ahead of Ron Capps. DeJoria's third, 121 behind Robert Height, 132, and Chad Green, 171. Um, only 11 points out of Bob Tasca. Cruz Pentragon has got a pretty solid lead, 80 points on Blake Alexander. I think Blake Alexander and uh, Alex Laughlin are probably going to also make the playoffs, even though they're not going to be in the top 10 because they've run every race. Uh, Pro Stock, Dallas Glenn, even with the uh, loss, uh, 202 points out of Matt Hartford. Troy Coughlin Jr. with the victory gets to within 204 points. 247, Derek Kramer. 299, Aaron Stanfield. So massive points lead. Um, not so sure about how many of these cars would make it offhand. I can. There's probably way more. I think there'll be more than 12. Looks like there's a possibility of as many as 14. Uh, Kyle Koretsky is up by 17 points on uh, Bo Botner. And uh, was it 22 points on Jerry Tucker? So uh, that's where that is at. And then we'll, did I even, yeah, did I go, yeah, Cruz Pentagon, I said that. So Cruz, so ProSign Motorcycle, Gage Herrera also is dominant. Uh, 219 point lead on Hector Rana. And then it's further from there. Steve Johnson, Angie Smith, Eddie Craywick, Matt Smith there in sixth, Chase Van Zant in seventh. Uh, Brian Ehlers got a 19-point lead on Kelly Klontz, and um, Joey Gladstone is up there along with Chip Ellis. So we'll see what's going on with that as we go along, as they'll be racing at Seattle this weekend. Uh, Formula 2 and Formula 3 racing at uh, Hungary, um, accompanying, of course, Formula 1. We'll get into F3 first, their points. Uh, Gabriel Bortoletto leading by 36 over Pepe Marti, and then Gabriel Mini, Paul Aaron, and amongst there's a really good mix. Mini, Aaron, Beganovic, Colapinto, and Zach O'Sullivan are only separated by four points. Fornioli 
is 15 points out in eighth. So that's a good uh, mix there. Gregoire Saucy and Goth uh, round out the top 10. Then uh, the standings in Formula 2. Frederick Vesti, six points out of Teo Pocher, uh, 24 ahead of Owasa. That's really where the battle is at. Bierman, Martans tied for fourth. Um, Richard Vashore, Jack Duenenzo, Fittipaldi, Zane Maloney, and Dennis Hauger rounding out the top 10 in Formula 2. Um, wouldn't you? I don't know who that is. Some, you know, that's probably somebody with a lot of money. Um, then in WRC, going into Rally, uh, Rally Estonia, home round for Ottanak, the 2019 champion. Uh, so that's uh, hoping for a result there in the Ford. But I uh, definitely think that uh, we'll be looking at defending world champion Cali Rovampera, who is 41 points ahead of Efren Evans and 42 ahead of Sebastian Ogier, who's a part-timer, and Atanek, Terry Neuville, is 47 points behind in fifth. So we'll see what happens with that at uh, Rally Estonia. Indy next will be at Iowa Speedway, their only oval, I think, that they run the whole year, which is not good preparation for trying to run an Indy car, I would say. Um, you would think that they would try to put more ovals on the schedule, but instead they run one oval the whole entire year. Or no, they run two. Okay. All right, so they run two oval races, but it's still not enough, honestly. Um the standings going into results, uh, championship standings. Nolan Siegel is up by 16 points on Christian Rasmussen. Hunter McElray is in third. Uh, Louis Foster fourth. And Jacob Abel in fifth. Uh, Reese Gold sixth. Daniel Frost, James Rowe, Kiffin Simpson, Enam Ahmed round out the top 10. Uh, what is it? It's HMD and Andretti. HMD, Andretti, and Abel Motorsport, of course, with Jacob Abel, uh, the one person in there that's, and yeah, Cape, and so there you go. Uh, Abel, yeah, so he's got family money. Look at that. Rasmus Lind is dr eh, driving for Junkos Hollander uh, with Matteo Nanini. All right, interesting. And then the IMSA GTD, it's the their standalone race. They run at Lime Rock this weekend. Um, don't prototypes because of the size of the track. So we'll get into the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix. There's 20, it'll be a 20-car field there. Then they're running, what is it, the VP Sports Car Challenge. They're going to have 17 cars, 6 P3s, and 11 GSX cars. The Michelin Pilot Challenge is a TCR-only event, 14 cars in that field. Uh, the five GT Pro cars, the Corvette Racing Team, Garcia and Taylor, Faust Bockler, Patrick Pile, the FAF Motorsports Porsche, Vassar Sullivan, Lexus, Jack Hawksworth, Ben Barnacote, Ross Gunn, Alex Riberis for Harder Racing, Aston, and then Daniel Yunkandela, Jules Gunan in the WeatherTech Mercedes. Then in the... GTD category, Brian Sellers, Madison Snow, and the Paul Miller BMW. 
Frankie Monacalvo, Aaron Tealis, Vassar Sullivan, Lexus, Roman DeAngelis, Marco Sorensen, Harder Racing, Aston, Mike Skeen, Mikhail Grenier, Team Korthoff, Motorsports, Mercedes, Russell Ward, Philip Ellis, uh, Windward Racing, Mercedes, Sheena Monk, who was posting on her Instagram and posted a, quite an interesting photo a couple days ago looking pretty hot, um, and Catherine Legg and the Gradient Racing, J.G. Wentworth, Acura, Brendan Rebe and Frederick Chandorf in the Inception McLaren, uh, Alan Brinjolfson and Trent Hinman in the Wright Motorsports Porsche, Misha Goikberg and Loris Spinelli, Forte Racing Lamborghini, the AO Racing Porsche, Seb Prio, PJ Hyatt, Alan Metney and Kay Van Burlow for Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche, David Brule, Alec Udell and the uh, sister Kelly Moss Riley Porsche Jared Andretti and Gabby Chavez are going to run their Aston Martin again this weekend um, last time they made an appearance with that car got destroyed at Laguna Seca by a prototype uh, when Jared Andretti crashed into the pit Patrick Gallagher and Robbie Foley in one of two Turner Motorsport BMWs Bill Auburn and Chandler Hull and the sister Turner Motorsports BMW all righty now to go and do our amazing Formula One coverage uh, here, the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, I mean, I don't know who picked first, Josh, last week. It was... Well, we didn't have Formula One last week. Well, but... no, but I'm just going because... Oh, I, I picked first. Yeah. yeah, so... All right, so I picked Max Verstappen, and I'll pick Max Verstappen for the rest of the year and probably for the next two years uh, at this point. I don't think it really is... Uh, much to do. It's much hubba do about nothing. We know he's going to win. Um, podium behind him is interesting. Uh, I mean, Lewis is really good there, but I kind of, I mean, I figure can McLaren keep that momentum? Can Aston Martin wake up from, be rousted from slumber since they've been in one for I don't know how many races? Ferrari's kind of always like sneaking around. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lewis Hamilton and Lando Norris to be my podium picks for the Hungarian Grand Prix. Oh, I actually picked Truex to win. Look at that. Um, so how about you, Josh? What are you looking for from the Hungarian Grand Prix? Uh, well, you talked about um, Lewis. I mean, they've they've been pretty good as of late. Uh, and of course, Max Verstappen winner, so we got them both there uh, to get our uh, locked-in pick there. But behind him, yeah, it's kind of kind of murky. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say Sergio Perez finally has a good qualifying effort and gets a you know on the podium back in second place. And so you know he's been he's been having problems qualifying, but. Uh, was, you know, he's still second in the standing, so he's still formidable, but, you know, just qualifying is an issue for him. So I'll go with him there in second. And then third, uh, I'm going to go with Lando Norris in third. Uh, they've continued to upgrade their car. They've got more upgrades coming uh, this weekend here for McLaren at uh, Hungary. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Lando. I, I think, you know, they're kind of on a, on a run right now. So let's see what McLaren can do, see if they can get another podium, uh, well, third place to, you know, um, 
get back on track for their season and you know become more competitive yeah and i mean when you look at the standings uh sergio perez needs a good run i mean he's only 19 points ahead of fernando alonso he's 35 ahead of lewis hamilton so that battle for the uh number two spot in the world championship drivers world championship is still very much in play uh carlos signs george russell charles leclerc only separated by nine points lando norris looking to overtake lance stroll this weekend for eighth and then um man that's so that will be something to look at in terms of constructors mercedes is 22 points ahead of aston martin ferrari is um the 21 and yeah 24 points behind uh aston martin so we'll see what happens with the constructors there mclaren has a 12 point lead on alpine and then it's very tight between the last four teams um daniel ricardo returns to uh formula one to drive the alpha tori so we'll see if that makes much of a difference uh, I have a hard time believing it will, but um, uh, he gets a free roll for the last 12 races of the season to kind of make a case for himself, uh, maybe to get a ride for next year in an AlphaTauri, maybe it's to continue the testing, who knows, uh, but we will see what happens with that. Ivy, Iowa doubleheader, one practice on Friday, then they have qualifications on Saturday morning and the race on Saturday afternoon. Uh, recent winners... Uh, in the doubleheader, Joseph Newgarden and Pato Award last year won. I mean, Joseph Newgarden probably should have won both of them. Uh, Simon Pagano and Joseph Newgarden won the two races in 2020, Newgarden in 2019. James Hinchcliffe, I think, was his last win uh, as of now of his IndyCar career. Uh, you had Elio Castro Dash Neves in 2017. The win in 2016 of Joseph Newgarden after he Jacked got jacked up at Texas was probably the the seal the deal for him to go and get into Penske Racing. Captain America, Ryan Hunter Ray in 2015 and 14, Hinch in 13, 12. So three-time winner Ryan Hunter Ray is a great short oval driver. So and going back further and further, yeah. So that's that. Um, I'm curious as to the um, the stats. Do they have the the event? Like they have, they usually have detail, like event detail or driver performance. They haven't put that up yet, unfortunately. Um, Josh, uh, you you get to go first. I mean, think basically parked one of the guys. I think is a logical favorite, a guy who's won there multiple times. Um, but um, what say you on? Uh, Iowa Speedway this weekend. Well, I mean, personally for me, I'm going to have to continue to go with uh, Joseph Newgarden on the ovals um, based on what he's done this year. He won Texas, uh, won Indianapolis 500, of course. Of course, last year dominated this race on Saturday and won. Uh, and then Sunday should have won, except, you know, had the uh, problem with the loose wheel and crashed out of the race and was on his way to win that one. So um, I'm going to go with Newgarden here winning really both races. I think he can win both races and uh, put a, a bit of a dent into Pelot's championship lead here. Uh, we'll see how much, but it would be a big leapfrog if he's able to do it uh, there. So 
we'll see if it's uh, if he's able to pull that off. Um, I think wild card in this race or well double header. Uh, I mean, I think you know you got to look at um, somebody like you know Graham Ray Hall. We we talked about him um, and how his season has gone. So um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll pick yeah Graham Ray Hall uh, wild card in this uh, fir- first race, and then uh, we'll go with. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with uh, David Malukas and uh, this other, uh, you know, the other second race. Uh, see what he can do on this sh- short track. You know, liked what he was able to do at Gateway uh, last year. Different track, but you know, I like uh, his driving style on on the ovals as well. So yeah, let's see what he's able to do this weekend. All right. So yeah, Graham Rahal uh, has one of the better averages. He's run. Uh, Outside of Scott Dixon and Ed Carp, he's tied with Ed Carpenter for second most races at uh, Iowa Speedway. Sixteen races, eleven top tens, four top five. So that isn't a far reach. Um, Malukas got a top one out of two races. He got a top ten there. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with, uh, and it's not a fandom pick. It's just how good he is there. Pato Award. I'll pick to win. Um, the McLaren team has not won a race this year, which is crazy to think. Um, but he'll uh, end that that string on uh, on Saturday when R1, and I'll say Joseph Newgarden uh, wins race two. Then, um, then in terms of uh, the wild card picks, um, excuse me. Um, Good question. Wild card picks. I mean, you pick two good ones uh, there. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to justify Marcus Erickson as a wild card, but he's only won one oval race, and of course, it's the biggest one of all. Um, you wouldn't think, or people wouldn't think, that he would be as good on short ovals, but actually, in five starts at Iowa Speedway, he has four top tens. And so, um, that's uh, pretty solid. He's ran at the finish of every single one of those races as well, which, I mean, it's to be able to get through uh, get through every single race there when you consider how much how hard it is to drive, how rough traffic. Um, I figure Erickson, I'll say, uh, I'll say him as a wild card, and um, the other uh, wild card driver, I will say... For um, this weekend, uh, that's not valid there. Um, I mean, it's it's also a reach, but Scott McLaughlin isn't exactly known for short oval prowess either, but he's driving a Penske car, and, um, you know, eventually he's got to figure it out, and it's a good time to figure it out to keep him, get himself back in the mix for a top five finish in the points. Uh, so we'll go with Erickson... Uh, wild card R1 and McLaughlin wild card race two. Be interesting to see how that all works out. Um, okay, now the NASCAR triple header at Pocono Raceway. Um, weather already is out there. Friday is going to be a washout. Hopefully, it stays as Friday and not Saturday because it would really bum me out. Um, uh, you uh, let's see. You got to pick first there uh, for the truck for now. So we'll do the trucks. Um, what's it called? Um, Tyler. 
or Austin Hill's going to be in the seven for Spire if they are able to to qualify or based on owner points. I don't I don't know how it would work. Um, who would go home based on that? Um, Kligerman probably would go home. Christopher Bell probably would go home in a second Tory uh, truck because they've only run one race. Um, Doza in the 28 probably goes home because you have 39 for 36. Um, the Spire truck might or might not be in play in terms of going home there. So those are all kind of drivers you have to see maybe that could get knocked off because of the rain. Um, I'm picking Kyle Busch because why not? Uh, he's in a truck race, so you just assume he's. I'll just assume he's going to win. And um, I mean, you look at the point standings and uh, current, you know, current situation. And only report around. I don't really have the points. Yeah. Drivers race results points. There you go. Uh, truck series results so far this year. We got after. This is the last race of the regular season. So after today or after Saturday's race, um, the playoffs will be set um, as it stands right now. Um, that's not correct. Um, that's from 2022. That helps. Uh, gotta love that. Um, I was trying to find the truck uh, 2023 truck results. Okay, let's do that. Try that. Um, Pocono and actually Richmond, sorry. So Pocono and Richmond before Indianapolis Raceway Park, um, in a few weeks time. So the, um, they haven't done the results. They, they don't post that. Uh, okay. All right. So right now, Corey Heim leads the overall point standings by 26 over Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, Grant Infinger, Christian Eckes. All but Ty Majeski amongst that group, and then you add Carson Osovar. Every that's basically the majority of the wins there. Eleven wins so far in the fourteen races amongst that group of four seven drivers, with for the exception of Ty Majeski, of course. But he's going to make the playoffs. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about it. Uh, the real interesting battle is from eighth on back. Uh, eighth through eleventh is separated by five points. So Matt DiBurrito, Nick Sanchez, and Matt Crafton are all in right now. Stuart Friesen's a point behind. Once you get past those guys, you need to win. Um, I picked Kyle Busch to to win the race. So there's a seventeen there, and then uh, so yeah, the top ten. Who could go and pull one out of pull one out of his ass and and win at Pocono? Um, that's a tough one. It actually is tough. Um, I mean, in theory, I could do that, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go with Taylor Gray. I'm gonna say Taylor Gray gets his first career win at Pocono. He does have the arc experience there and um, gives himself an opportunity to make the playoffs uh, with a victory. Get uh, two drivers from. Uh, Tricon into the playoffs as of now, if that were to happen. So, uh, Kyle Busch, Taylor Gray, uh, truck picks for me. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I'll go with uh, Chris Bell winning in the Hattori 61. Um, if uh, Kyle Busch can't win, I think he'll be up front uh, in you know another cup favorite there. So, 
Uh, wild card, I'll go with my my guy, old favorite, Raja Karuth. Uh, I think he, I think this is a good track for him. You know, he of course last, you know, he had that spin out in Xfinity a couple years ago or last year. So, um, you know, but he's been this year been. Uh, I feel like he's been better on the bigger tracks, uh, you know, throughout the years. So I think, you know, he could be a wild card, maybe get a, a good top 10 or top 15 finish here uh, this weekend. All right. So hopefully if, uh, if they don't, if the rain holds off and they're able to actually qualify, I'm pretty sure that, um, that they'll be able to um, get that 61 truck into the field. Uh Let's move forward into the Xfinity series. The Explore the Pocono Mountains 225, 41 cars for 38 spots in that race as well. So three three vehicles will go home. Uh, I think I mentioned everybody of, of significance over there on the truck side. I might have missed something. But uh, William Clyde Elliott II is going to be running uh, or attempt to run the 17 for um, Hendrick Motorsports. You have Ty Dillon driving a number, the number three for CR. Stephen Parsons back in the 07 for SS Greenlight. David Starr, the 180-year-old, will be in the 08. Uh, doesn't have anybody listed in the 10 car. It might be listed on their page. It doesn't say anything, no. Uh, so they don't have anything as of now for who's going to drive the 10 car. Our colleague uh, got... Yeah, Corey Heim will be in the Sam Hunt 24 this week, so he'll be doing double duty on Saturday. And uh, Graf will be in the 38 this week for for Emerling or for RSS. That means the 28 will be Kyle Sieg. You have Sage Karam in his home game. will be driving uh, the Alpha Prime 44. Patrick Emerling will be running for himself there in the 53. Timmy Hill try to attempt to make the race in the 66 for Carl Long. Dawson Cram back again in the CHK Racing 74. Chad Chastain in the DGM 91. And yeah, so that's basically all those drivers there. Um, Josh, you get to go first on on this one. Um, yeah, so this weekend here, um, I mean, we got a lot of picks. I mean, I I'm going to go with Hendrick here, go with Chase Elliott. Um, you know, he needs a win in cup. And uh, I mean, we've seen the Hendrick entry on Saturday go on and win on Sunday like we did last year with Kyle Larson. So uh, Chase Elliott, yeah, definitely needs a win this this uh, weekend. Put some uh, Chase energy into that uh, season for him to maybe kickstart uh, his run to the playoffs. So if he wins Xfinity, look for him to uh, have some confidence on Sunday to get a win. So, um, yeah, we'll go with him winning this weekend um, in Xfinity, and then uh, wild card. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of interesting choices that we could go here, but um, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, why not? We'll go with uh, Josh Williams. Uh, it's an interesting pick here, but you know, he's had some good success as of late so let's see you know maybe you can steal a top 15 or something out of uh you know um possibly on fuel mileage or something this weekend here yeah i mean he's run in arca many times before there he has plenty of experience at pocono so it isn't out of the realm i think they're probably saving their energy more for daytona here in a few weeks time but pocono can lead to fuel mileage 
It's been one of those kind of tracks. I'm going to go and pick John Hunter Nemechek. It's chalk. Um, he's been on a heater. It'll be third consecutive victory if he does it. At um, three different uh, types of tracks, you know, you go the, you had New Hampshire last week, and then you think about the race before is Atlanta on a super speedway. Then you have Pocono, which is a big track, but you're shifting. Uh, would definitely be an interesting uh, one there uh, if he can go and get another victory. And um, I'm going to go, and, and you know what? It I can do it because he's, he's a limited schedule. I'm going to say Ty Dillon. Uh, the guy needs all the help he can get. He's driving for Pop Pop. His older brother's driving like shit. Um, and, of course, Ty Dillon's running like Ty Dillon in a cup car. So it wouldn't hurt him to go and run well in that Xfinity car. For some reason, I feel like he won at Pocono in an ARCA car years ago. But um, if he did or didn't, it doesn't matter. It's a good opportunity for him, though. I was going to, I was debating it. I mean, I was looking at it. It was going to go all Toyota, either with like Heim or Connor Mozak, who's in the 19, but um, why not with Ty Dillon? Uh, he needs all the help he can get uh, in terms of driving. Uh, he's doing just fine at home, for sure. Uh, Cup Series at Pocono, last but not least, the uh, High Point 400 at Pocono Raceway, uh, sponsor, highpoint.com 400, uh, sponsor, longtime sponsor for uh, Chase Briscoe. Um, so that's pretty good there. Um, there will be, yeah, there are only 36 cars, so no no bumping, no issues there. Um, JJ Ailey will be back in the 15 for Rick Ware. Custer will be back in the 51 for Rick Ware. McLeod driving for himself in the 78. Um, yeah, so Worldwide Express for Chastain, Menards, Menards, um, and Libman, the brooms or whatever, mop company for Gumby, Brestree for uh, Baldspot Dylan, Bushlight Peach, since they're going to be making Bushlight Watermelon soon, um, Bushlight Peach for Harvick, King's Hawaiian for Brad Keselowski, TBD on sponsorship for Corey LaJoy and uh, Kyle Busch. Um, Eric Almirola is sponsored by Ford. Uh, Denny Hamlin continuing his Northeast run. will have Mavis tires on his car again. Blaney will have advanced. Chase Briscoe running the sponsor of the race. Highpoint.com located here in New Jersey. Action Industries for AJ Allmendinger. Wyndham Rewards for Chris Busher. Interstate Batteries on the 19. Yahoo will be back on the 20 for Christopher Bell. Dex Imaging for Harrison Burton. Verizon Frontline on the 22 for Joey Logano. Not a Pennzoil race, Pen, Shell Pennzoil race, which is rare. Um, Lidos for Bubba Wallace. A Raptor on the 24 for Byron. Justin Haley doesn't have anything listed. McDowell, Benny Bone, I think it's something, you know, it's dog bones or something. Speedy Cash on the 38 for Todd Gilland. Mohawk Northeast back on the 41 for Ryan Priest. Uh, U.S. Air Force this weekend for that Jones boy. Uh, Jordan Brand, oh, that would be cool. I, I have to get a picture of that. If he's running that uh, Carolina Blue uh, Jordan Brand car, that would be badass. Uh, Blue Buffalo for Richard. Um, Alex Bowman running the Ally Best Friend scheme. 
Um, Ty Dillon running the Gamebridge colors since they're going to alternate running the Gamebridge colors from week to week for the rest of the season. And then uh, Daniel Suarez running jockey colors in the 99. So I, um, I'll i go first here. Uh, hmm. So difficult choice here. I mean, there's a lot of guys you would think could contend. I mean, Hendrick and right now the Toyotas are on a heater. But, you know, like for 2311, Josh mentioned, they've been inconsistent, but they're starting to pick it up again. Truex has had a solid year. Sonoma has been one of his best racetracks, and he won there. He's won. He's got the Northeast doubled so far with New Hampshire and Dover. So I'm going to go and say that Martin Truex Jr. is going to win at Pocono and get the triple. Uh add another one of his home tracks to win and my wild card which has which is no bias and with no statistical um backing other than he has won there once uh is chase briscoe just trying to go and uh get a hail mary uh at pocono i mean his car owner and hero once clutch and coasted his way to a victory at Pocono, it was about 14 years ago. Uh, so stranger was things have. Kansas? Or no, 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 no that was at Pocono. At Pocono. That was his, yep, yep. That was his first uh, points owner win driver. As, yep. Yeah, as an owner, and um, he did it also at Kansas. It became a thing for like three years, where Tony would do the clutch, would clutch the thing in, and and run run it for the fuel. So. I mean, Briscoe's run well there in the past in Xfinity and uh, in trucks. You know, you need to get a Hail Mary. This is a track to go and do it um, because you can kind of get crazy with strategy. So I'm pretty sure they're not going to qualify well. So um, we'll see about that. How about you, Josh? I mean, yeah, it was. I was thinking about Chase Briscoe there. You, um, you know, you're going to be there and everything. So if he wins, I mean, you better have that on video. Uh, especially you know with there with friends and everything. No, so. I won't be. Yeah, I won't be there on Sunday. I'll be here. I'll be oh. home on Sunday. Oh, okay. So. Well, either way, either way. So, um, well, you'll wish if if he wins on Sunday, you'll wish you yeah, were I wish there. I so. was there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, my yeah, my winner this weekend. Uh, I'll go. I guess I'm gonna go Toyota as well. I'm, I'm gonna pick. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick Tyler Reddick. Uh, this weekend. Um, I think they've they've had good good speed on the bigger tracks this year we saw you know back at charlotte and they had good speed there uh so um i i think you know bigger tracks i think they've had pretty good speed especially with the the toyotas and everything so pick him uh to win uh and then uh wild card um you know i'm i'm gonna go with i'm, I'm gonna go with uh let's see well, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I could pick Chase Elliott, but I don't want to because um, I, I really don't know how he's going to do this weekend. So, um, you know, I'm going to pick uh, AJ Allmendinger. Um, they've colleagues been solid as of late. Um, did have a bit of bump in the road in New Hampshire, but they've had some pretty solid results uh, besides that. So, yeah, I'll go with uh, Adder Allmendinger as my wild card this weekend. Yeah, and he's still in the mix points wise. I mean, last week didn't help him, but. When you look at the lay of the land races wise, uh, he's done all right at Richmond over time. Michigan isn't a bad track for him, and then you have two road courses um, after that, plus uh, 
Daytona and then Pocono is they always say it's kind of like a road course so if you can get a good handle on the car in a limited practice you never know can happen there all righty so um with that uh len you get to open the floor to josh for the sim segment let us know what's going on in the world of iRacing and gaming formula one they got f123 and another stuff going on so let us know what's going on there yeah of course uh the uh i racing stuff this week i mean pretty much all the uh series that at a um pocono this weekend for um the cup uh truck xfinity all at pocono raceway so probably gonna hit up um at least xfinity and uh on the cup car see how how we do i definitely like pocono it's one of my favorite tracks uh to run on so i'll definitely be on that one um the 87 cars are on the Daytona road course from 2008, so that should be interesting, uh, especially with the big big braking zones and everything. Um, interestingly enough, the uh, open-wheel uh, Indy Pro 2000 series, uh, not the Indy cars, but like I guess that's their version of um, the road, one of the road to uh, Indy cars. Um, it might be, it might be the. Uh, Indy next, but it's uh yeah that car at Iowa Speedway this weekend, so almost mimicking the real schedule, even though they're not really allowed to do that anymore per se. Uh, you've got open wheel, you've got Arca Menards also at Iowa Speedway this weekend, Ferrari GT3 at uh, Laguna Seca. Got uh, see what else? You got open wheel. Okay, yeah, open wheel C at uh, Phoenix Raceway, so they'll be racing a different the Delara Ira team racing at Phoenix Raceway this weekend. Gen 4 also at Pocono, so uh, that should be fun as well. Repave Pocono with uh, the Gen 4 car going 9,000 RPM at 800 horsepower, so that should be fun. Um, the GT Endurance Series at Spa. Uh, see, uh, got the uh, Formula Fords at o- Olden Park Speedway. Um, and car yeah carburetor cup at uh michigan speedway so yeah definitely a lot of choices there on iRacing and then of course uh special events of course uh they've got the firecracker 400 always one of the more popular events uh going on this week um in uh iRacing or well last week they did the prelims and eliminators and i think this week might be the qualifying so been watching that one uh watching the streams always good and entertaining to see some of the uh you know iRacing stars and everything and some of the stars and cup well yeah stars nascar indycar come out for this saw connor daly on there um and i think he he was struggling and i think he made it into his prelim event but then um i think he he didn't make it into the uh final uh the the qualifying group the top 88 as they call it so i think he uh was out of it on that one it definitely was struggling and handling in his main event for the prelims there so um yeah that was pretty interesting to watch there um and yeah he did actually connor actually missed a wreck uh and barely missed a car flying through the air uh through the daytona tri-oval so that was pretty interesting to watch there yeah f123 uh still need to get that one so maybe get it soon so we'll definitely try to try to get that one on there probably get it soon um also of course uh yeah, they they did have a uh, you know, prime day last week, so it was a good opportunity to get Logitech 
uh, yeah, Logitech wheel if you were in need of one. So, um, I mean, of course, it's already passed, but um, it was, might be an opportunity later on in the year if you're still looking for a wheel or something. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, iRacing. Um, there's definitely a lot to do this week uh, on you know, throughout all the different series, and I think definitely be trying to hit up Pocono as, as always. Like like that track, like to be able to shift uh, through the corners. Next-gen car, definitely going to have a lot of draft uh, down the big, long straights as well. Uh, so we'll see um, you know how that goes, and um, you know, hopefully we get into a fuel mileage situation and have to force the guy to run out of gas. And it's always entertaining, one of the more interesting aspects of Pocono is, you know, being, being able to run out of gas or, well, not you, but other people watching them run out of gas and makes it a lot more interesting. So yeah, we'll see how the fuel strategy goes uh, this weekend, but yeah, as always, uh, if I stream, yes, go on, uh, Twitch TV slash you sailor two and go on there and win, uh, or go on there and watch and well, hopefully I win. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. So, um, yeah, of course, as always, yeah, uh, glad to be able to get on and, and, you know, discuss racing and everything. And, of course, uh, as since I'm actually home this week, I'll put the number three Sundrop car on camera. It unblurs itself. So there, it's uh, pretty cool and everything. So, as always, uh, yeah, thanks for that uh, really nice car. So I'm glad to be able to have that. So, um, yeah, uh, of course, myself, follow on uh, Twitter uh, at JP Huffine. Go on there and follow all my um, takes and everything, all my interests and uh, stuff. I mean, we got, as mentioned at the top of the show, you know, football training camp come back into uh, swing here. So probably have some uh, takes later on or in the near future about Jacksonville's uh, chances. I think they're going to be really good. Um, I'm buying the hype. Uh, to be honest, last year I wasn't, but this year, um, going into training camp, definitely buying the hype and definitely think we'll be there. So look out for more, uh, content on that. So, um, yeah, definitely going to be interesting, uh, there. And of course, um, YouTube, uh, you know, follow our podcast group share podcast, go in there and like, and subscribe. Of course, um, you know, we had our Tommy Kendall interview from, uh, a month ago now so uh definitely had a, a lot of views on that so definitely uh go in there check out that one and other uh, all of our other podcasts and video streams that we have on there but yeah of course thanks as always and yeah glad uh glad to be able to do it absolutely brother wouldn't do it with anyone else uh we always have a good time here and um do a great job on the back end of course with our sound and on the show and also with the video feed on our YouTube page, Gripture Podcast. So definitely go and see that there. Uh, you can find me at PG Matthew 28. You can find the Gripture Podcast at Gripstrip Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find the uh, Gripture Podcast on philipgmatthew.com, which is my blog site. It's also on Podbean, which is our host site. Uh, this week I'll be, of course, I'll be at Pocono, so I'll have some uh, stuff coming back from that. Hopefully I get some cool diecasts um, if they're not an arm and a leg or some cool merch. And then get to see some racing. First time in four years I've been uh, to a race, so it'll be pretty cool um, to get a full, day full day's worth of action there. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next week with episode 179 of the gsp talking about indycar nascar formula one very busy 
uh, roundup as per usual. We'll preview the Belgian Grand Prix for Formula One, their last race before the summer break. Uh, Cup and trucks will be at Richmond. I mentioned the truck regular season finale there. And then the Xfinity series will be on a standalone at Road America. So I don't know if they're going to have... They don't, I don't know if they do modified pit stops like they do in trucks, but might come up there, so we'll see how that goes. So for Josh, I'm Phil. We'll see you next week for episode 179 of the Grip Strip Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Like, subscribe, follow, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see you next week.